Welcome to the Money Making Housewife Show, the podcast for women who want to have it all and are willing to do the work required to go get it. I'm your host, Jaleesa Smith, and in this podcast, I share lessons and insights from my journey, managing my roles as a wife and mom, pursuing my entrepreneurial dreams to let you know that you could do it too. Listen, it's definitely not easy, but we got this, ladies. Now let's get into the show. All right. Gem of the day. The gem of the day is from The Secret. So I just watched The Secret this past weekend and it was a really good refresher. Like if you have not watched The Secret at all, go watch it. And if you've watched it in the past and it's been a while, go rewatch it. I personally feel like maybe I should be watching this movie every week. I'm thinking because, you know, there's just this this life. OK, this money making housewife life, this entrepreneur ship life is just you know life be life in and I have to admit that I can get pulled just like like I I feel like I because I do get pulled in many different directions when I, I just I can lose focus really easily I can lose focus and what I was um what I was getting from the secret was that oh by the way the gem of the day is actually what you're seeking is seeking you that is from The Secret. I totally went the whole tangent before I even talked about the actual gem of the day. The gem of the day, once again, is what you're seeking is seeking you. So that provides me with some comfort, some solace to know that, you know, because the way that, I'm, that, I, that I interpret it is, like, okay, what I'm seeking, I'm seeking fulfillment. I'm seeking freedom, uh, time freedom, financial freedom. Um, obviously career freedom, you know, freedom to make my decisions, to spend my time how I want to and with who I want to, and to build a life that I love, that I really like love every aspect of my life. I'm not saying that I'm going to be walking around in bliss every single day, but like, why not? You know, why, why not? Maybe I will. I don't know. But I just want to, to I just want that to be reminded I want to remind you of that that what you're seeking is seeking you and then I also want to remind myself of that what I'm seeking is seeking me because a lot of times I think that we kind of forget that what we desire the things that we desire it's already ours we just have to attract it we just have to not only believe that it can be attracted that we can attract it believe that it's ours before we even have it in our hands which is what the secret was all about it's that belief. It's, it's everything starts in your mind. You know what I mean? So even if you don't have it tangibly, oh, what was that quote that doc, that uh, Bob Proctor used to say? Oh, I love Bob Proctor. I believe he's resting in peace right now. Um, but he used to say that if you can hold it in your mind, you can hold it in your hands or something along those lines. And I just, I, I've always loved that quote um, from the late, great Bob Proctor as well. So anyway, I just I, I feel like that that quote gives me like some solace, some peace to know that even when I feel like I'm being pulled in a million different directions and I feel like I just can't get it together. I'm I'm unfocused. I'm just all over the place at the end of the day. OK, I'm going to have it. I'm going to get what I want. What I'm working for, I'm going to get it. It's going to materialize. It's going to, I'm going to manifest that, right? But I have to believe it first. I have to believe it. And that's what, that's what I have to remember that no matter what circumstances, what's going on in my, in my life at the moment, I'm going to have what I desire. I'm going to have what I'm working for. You know what I mean? That life, 
I'm creating that right now. I'm in the middle. I'm creating it. Like, and there's certain things that have have materialized that I don't even always acknowledge because sometimes we do get caught up in just going for that end goal. But we have to remember that the journey is part of the process. The journey is really the goal. You know what I mean? So anyway, before I go, I guess that could be a whole podcast in itself because I was about to go in on a whole tangent. I was about to go in a whole tangent, y'all. So anyway, I wanted to talk. This episode is super timely because I wanted to talk about the 15, it's a lot, but I'm going to go through them fairly quickly, y'all. The 15 things that I've learned since resigning from my job a year ago, it's been almost a year. It is August 10th right now, and I resigned from my job officially August 13th, um, or was that my last day? I think, no, no, that was the day that I actually walked out of those doors for the last time. I actually resigned over a year ago then. Dang, I missed my resignation date. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. But I'm sure it, I have everything in my phone somewhere. I just, I've been moving and grooving, y'all, especially since August started. I am like working on this new course, this new program. It's coming. It's just like when I'm creating a new program, the the pieces, I it's like I don't just sit down and create the new program. I sit down and I flush things out of my brain. But then as I'm before launch, like as I'm going through the my days like no matter what I'm doing the ideas are flowing to me the 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 downloads are coming and I'm catching them I'm catching them y'all I'm writing them down I have like 14 tabs open on my computer right now because I was getting my hair done earlier because you know my birthday is this weekend it's well my birthday is actually Monday the 15th but you know your girl is going to New York this weekend with her girls and I'm so excited about that as well so I've just been doing my best to get what I need to get done done and not have anything like I don't want to be working when I'm you know with my with my friends I they plan my whole birthday for me so I want to be super present and I don't want to have to worry about anything of course I'll be creating content because you know everything is content okay so that's that's that so anyway a lot of stuff going on I've been on the move so I guess that's why I forgot that it was my my quitiversary my quitiversary, I'm a quitter, y'all. Mm. If you're watching the video right now, you can see me dancing at my computer screen because that's just what I do. You can also see my new blonde. I finally did a little bit of blonde in my braids, and I'm, like, loving it so much. Mm. Your girl is just feeling herself, okay? I, I feel like myself again. I have not had my braids in since, I believe, my before my sister's wedding, which and her wedding was June 4th. And I haven't had braids in since like May something like, oh, y'all, I miss my braids. I feel like myself again. I mean, I love my hair, but Lord, I don't feel like dealing with it ever. So anyways, anyways, let's get into the 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 15 things that I've learned since quitting my job. And I believe I'm, I'm I want to go through these because I know they'll be able to help you as well. I know you'll be able to relate to some of them, to resonate with some of them. And, you know, I, I just love sharing and I want to share some of my my wins, my losses, failures, whatever you want to call them. You know, losses are just lessons. Fail only means the first attempt at learning. I just heard that I learned that at the mastermind we were just at a couple weeks ago and I absolutely loved it. I was like, ooh, I'm totally using that. Fail, first attempt at learning. Anyway, in learning, I should say, first attempt in learning. Anyway, I'll talk about that later on in in this um, episode, but let's get into it. So number one is more time does not, does does not equal more productivity. Mm -mm. And I'm saying this because 
one of the main reasons that I wanted to resign from my job was because I was always telling my husband, I have no time to do all these things. I have no time to devote to my business, to what I'm working on, because I'm commuting to this job where I'm signing into this job and they're taking up all my time. They are clocking me throughout the day. They're like, you know, hitting you up on chat to make sure you're at your computer and like all this BS and stuff like that. When it's like, listen, my work always got done. My work always got done. I might've had like one or two things that kind of slipped a couple of suspenses that like slipped a couple times out of 12 years. Okay. But my work always got done. I just had my own way of doing it. Okay. It just wasn't, it didn't always align with the way that my supervisor wanted me to get it done because she's, she was more of like a straight person in the way that I work. I'm like curly Q. If you and know anything about the disc assessment, I'm an eye on the disc assessment. So yeah, the, my mind, I'm just the one I'm a creative, but I get it done. Okay. <laughs> I always find a way to get it done. So there was that, but what I've learned since um, now having quote unquote more time, I don't have more time. You know, it's true that saying when they say that work expands the time that we allot, allot it, I believe, or allow it, allot it. So, yeah, more time does not always equal more productivity because now I technically have more time. I'm not spending 10 hours a day at my job. I'm not spending, you know, 13 hours, including my commute at my job or going going to and from my job and spending time there. Right. I'm not doing that. But I still find that your girl has to wake up at 530 in the morning to really actually feel as though I really got everything that I needed to get done done for that day with without having to stay up till midnight okay and there are still times where I could still stay up that late like I really could still stay up that late working I'm even planning my daughter's birthday party right now because her birthday is late is um at the end of this month I'm registering her for school there's different things that are just like every time I think that you know I'm gonna have some more time to I'm gonna have a little bit more time to kind of get it together I don't I don't I do not. Right. So it's about what I'm learning is that I have to manage the time that I do have more effectively, more efficiently, prioritize my tasks and the things I have to do a lot better, you know, and and also doing those those big things, those big tasks. Um, I think they're called linchpins. Seth Godin wrote a book about that, right? Seth Godin wrote that book, um, Lynchpin. Anyway, so those big things, like, or, or even those, like, just doing that thing that's going to help you do everything else faster, easier, better. So that leads me to the second point, and that is having systems in my home. Systems in my home equals more mental space for me to create, to show up at my business, to show up on social media, to show up for, obviously, not even just business, but for my family, for my daughter, for my husband, for my mom and dad, my sisters, you know, like all these things. So systems in the home. And um, one of my mentors definitely told me this a few months back when we had a VIP day. And she said, she said that the first hire for a woman CEO is in her home. And that's not something that we always hear as women CEOs because we're often being taught by men. You know, we're, we're often reading books written by men and it's no shade to them. They have a lot of valuable insight, but they don't they don't deal with the same things that we have to do. Like, you know, example, I'm going to have to stop recording this podcast in a few minutes because I have to go pick up my daughter and take her to this program that she's in. And that's, I'm not mad at that. Like, I love that she's in this program and she loves the program, but it's like, these are things that, that I have to do that my husband doesn't have to do. I have, I, I've learned to stop being, um, 
resentful for that because I do love that she wants to be around me. Like She's not going to be little for long. She's already turning five. She's going to kindergarten. Like I'm soaking this time up. Okay. I've been doing a little bit better when it comes to these systems with like having the housekeepers come, you know, when they come and clean up and then keeping it clean, the house clean in between there and then making sure the laundry gets done. But at the same time, we can, we, there's still so much room for improvement. And I had to lead the charge on this, honestly. But my husband does help out. He helps out en enough. You know what I mean? Like, he helps out a lot, honestly, for being a CEO himself and for having his 9-to-5 job. Like, he does a lot. Like, he's usually the laundry doer. That is not me. I, I, I don't even like it. And, and he even started to fold it. He's even started to fold it, y'all. The dishes and stuff like that. I try to make sure that my kitchen is clean when I before I go to sleep. But it's not. It's not all the time. Your girl be tired, okay? That's another thing. Like, just, you know, just being um, the person in the house who cooks, I have to make sure we're fed, that we're eating healthy, that we're not just eating anything. Even when we do eat out, we have to eat certain places and eat certain things because I don't want us to eat some BS, you know what I mean? At the same time, I still been gaining weight, okay? You see this right here? You see this right here? You guys can um look at the, look at me. I'm talking to my camera right now. Um. Anyways, so all those things, right? So basically, I, I've learned that I definitely need to establish better systems in my home. But at the same time, I'm doing okay. I can do better for sure. But I'm doing much better than I was doing this time last year. So for that, I'm happy. Now, the next thing that um, the next thing I want to talk about is the fact that, listen, <laughs> It really hits you, you know what I mean, when you're used to being paid every two weeks, no matter how much work you do or don't do, that when I don't when I don't work, I don't get paid. And even when I work, I may still not get paid. Okay? Like that is something that I have to, that I had to learn. And that really, really hit me hard around, I think it was like May of this year, when I literally lost all my clients in the same month. All of my my YouTube ads clients, and this was not gonna lie, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise because I didn't really enjoy. I didn't. Not that I don't like doing YouTube ads, but just but just exclusively YouTube ads. I'm more of the YouTube marketing, like the the content marketing, the creative side of the marketing, not like the ads and the analytics and the the metrics, like in getting in there like that. Like I I had a. Uh, I had, um, what's the word, uh, delegated that to a person that I hired to, you know, to manage the ads, but I still managed some other accounts. So anyway, I pretty much lost all those clients in the same exact month within a couple weeks of each other for various reasons. I, had, I was at a point where I was pretty much hitting, consistently hitting the same numbers that I would make at my old job. And it, like, I was hitting those numbers consistently right so I was feeling like okay you know this is nice this, this is nice you know this is nice I'm almost at my and it was gross not net but gross pay so I was feeling paid y'all I was feeling paid okay I was like yes in my first year I'm hitting these numbers and at the same time I knew that it was like temporary but you just don't expect to lose all your clients clients at the same dang time okay <laughs> You don't expect that to happen. At the same time, I understood, like, these ads are not cheap. They are very expensive. 
paying me was not cheap. I was not running these ads for free. Okay. So I totally get it. But at the same time, I it, like it sucked. Honestly, it really did suck. But at the same time, it, it gave me more, more time to kind of like get what I'm getting together right now. But basically, I learned that if I don't work, I don't get paid. Even when I do put in work, I still might not get paid. You know what I mean? So that's just something that, you know, you had to come to terms with, especially as an entrepreneur. But I do believe that all the work that I put in, just like all the work that I put in at, you know, when I was still in my job, when I was doing the side hustling and just really learning about everything, uh, branding, Internet, content, uh, YouTube, Instagram, all these things. All that came together when my husband started his business, and that's what helped us to reach seven figures in one year. So I do believe that all this work that I'm putting into my business now, like I might not be getting paid right now, but I will. You know what I mean? I believe that I will. It's coming. Okay, I believe it. What I'm seeking is seeking me. Okay, let's claim that. Yes, yes, ma'am. However, I just had to come to grips with, listen, even if you work, girl, you may not get paid. (laughs) And you know what I'm saying? It, it is what it is. Okay, next thing I learned in my first year of quitting my job is that proximity is powerful. I have been, I I am now like associated with some of the, or I just know personally, some really powerful people, some really great entrepreneurs. And so it's like I've, I've been in certain rooms that I'm like, wow, I didn't expect to, to be here right now. At the same time, even though proximity is powerful because you get that exposure, you can see what other people are doing, what other people are up to, what they're creating, um, what they're accomplishing, which is super inspiring. Um, Proximity and preparation is access. You have to be prepared for that. it's, It's not you don't have to be prepared, but it's really beneficial to also be prepared. So example, in some of these rooms, I feel as though like, dang, what do I have to offer to this person right now? Or what do I have to offer to the people who are in this room? You know what I mean? So that also inspired me to create um, my ads course and to to really get more content out there. But also it's, um, it's, it's just like, it's just something that I've noticed. It's like, it's one thing to, cause everybody says like, oh, you're the average of the five people that you hang around with the most. But it's like, how do you get to hang around those people the most? It's like, you don't just meet them. You don't just be in the rooms with them. You have something of value to offer them as well. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I mean by that. So had to say that because that's important to note. And also, the next one is that it's still easy for me to get distracted by shiny objects, y'all. I have been through it because, and I really look at, I'm like, I don't know if I'm ADD. I don't know if if I have ADHD. I'm not sure. But the way my mind can go from one topic to the next, to the, the other task, to the other one. Like earlier today, I was writing out something for, um, for I think, uh, what, you know, the, the course. I was updating something on, on the ads course that I'm doing. And then I was like, oh, I need to call Savannah School to, to see what time they start. And like, oh, I need to make sure that she's doing this. And then it's like something else that I was doing. Like, oh, I should text my friend and just see like dang you know like what the heck so there's like a billion things in my brain which is also why I write down things like I have my planner right here I wrote down some things to do today and yesterday and then also in my notebook I have to write them down again just so I don't forget okay because there was a lot of things that I actually checked off my to-do list today and I am pretty impressed with myself got that over over here 
got that over here. Like I did all these things. I'm very impressed. I didn't do that yet. I didn't do that yet. I'm doing this right now. I did that. Oh, I, I can check that off the, I even worked out today. I even worked out at home today, which is different for me because, you know, I like to go to the gym, but I just really did not feel like dealing with the gym today. So anyway, I still get distracted by shiny objects. I don't know if you could tell just from this podcast, but I do. That's also why I'm committed to getting this podcast out. But I'm like, yo, if I'm going to get this out, I cannot be editing this podcast. It's just going to have to just be what it is. And I want it to feel as though I'm talking with you anyway. I want you to feel like we're really having a conversation. So Maybe it's for the best, actually. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, also, I have definitely learned that I definitely work the best and the fastest when I have the accountability. So the reason that I got this ads course out so fast is because I had so I had the modules already recorded. I did. I just had I had them recorded from previous coaching programs that I've done and offered to people. I've just never put it together. You know, I've had the bones, the structure of my YouTube you know, channel course, my, my YouTube crash course created already for months now. I just haven't really offered, I haven't finished it, right? I didn't have a reason to finish it. And the reason that I finished up this course so fast was because one of my um, fellow, well, one of my fellow entrepreneur, entrepreneuresses, entrepreneur friends, um, she does big numbers. Like, she's so awesome. She's always helping me. So I really wanted to help her. And she asked me about teaching her YouTube ads. And I'm like, oh, I can just give you, you know, my course that I have. And she's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And, like, for context, we have paid about $25,000 to learn the information that I put in this course. Okay, so that's over twenty five, over 30000 at least $30,000, and that doesn't even include ad spend, okay? That just includes what we paid for mentoring and coaching programs um, to learn this information that I'm putting into this course. And I finally just gathered it together in my head, outlined it, put it out there, and I shared it. And I finally did that. And I'm like, yo, because she needed that information, I put that out there so much faster. Like, So honestly, this is also a, um, another really great tip. When you have a strong enough reason to do something. And I'm not talking about like your ultimate why. I'm just talking about like, if you are a procrastinator like me, I don't even want to claim that, but if you have a habit of procrastinating, okay, or just getting distracted by shiny objects, you need to put your feet to the fire and put your stuff out there. This is also why I'm a huge fan when it comes to like coaching programs. I'm a huge fan of putting that stuff out there before it's even done because once people start to pay me, once people start to ask about it, I have to get it done. Like I have to or or else like or I just it just it just does not look good as far as your, your reputation, but also like it just makes me work so much faster and also paying for coaching like hands down, hands down. Like when I was in a coaching program, it was um, around this time last year, I think it was like October, I was working so hard to get this webinar, like my first webinar, well, my first real webinar done to get um, this program created and this sales page, like all this was done in like 12 weeks time. Now that sounds like a lot of time, but when you're doing this in between living life and having a family and everything else, it ain't no time at all, okay? And you're doing this mostly by yourself. It, it, it was a lot, but I got it done because I had the accountability of the coaching and I paid for it, right? So I was like, listen, I'm gonna get this done. And something that I used to, a mistake I always used to make in my past was that I would never ask for help. 
I would never ask for help. I used to believe that I had to do everything myself. Like everything had to come from me. Every little nook and cranny I had to do myself. And I'm like, now I'm at the point where I'm like, listen, listen, even if I'm running low on cash, I'm going to find a way to pay someone to help me out with something. What Like somebody right now is designing my web, my website, right? I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Not, mm-mm. I don't want to do it. They can do it faster than me. You know, there's that book, Who Not How. When I read that book last year, my mind was blown. I was like, yo, this is how everyone gets stuff done. This is how Beyonce does it, y'all. This is how she gets it done. She don't do it all herself. She delegates and, you know, she 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 knows what she wants and she gets it, but she don't do it all herself. And the same with any other business owner that you admire, the same with these people on social media cranking out all this content that you see, they have help. So if you're listening, listen to me, get help. It's perfectly okay to get help. You don't have to do it all by yourself. Whether it's help in the home, help with your children that you trust, of course, help with, um, with cooking, cleaning. Like some people don't like to give that type of, um, we feel like we have to do it all ourselves and we feel shame around like getting help. And I think I did for so long, but like, listen, I will take help in the home. I, tonight I'm not cooking. Okay. My husband already knows I am not cooking. We are going to be ordering out. That's help to me. That's, that's help (laughs) ordering out. That's help to me. You know what I mean? So doing that and just knowing that like, there's always people out there to help us. There's always resources available to us to get help. We just have to, to speak it, to say it, to, let it be known that we need help in this area and people will rally around us most of the time. If we don't even people that we don't even know sometimes, but also you'd be surprised what people that you do know that can actually help you. So I have to say that like having that accountability and everything like is great, but also even just asking for help is something else that like is obviously it's just necessary at this point. It's necessary. It's like ain't nothing going to get done if I don't get some help around here, if we don't get help. You know what I mean? And <sighs> it feels so good. And even at the same time, I say that and then I still struggle with certain things. Like I find myself in my business being the bottleneck because I don't want to ask for help or I, yeah, it's basically that. I don't want to ask for help for whatever reason. And I, I, I go back into that mentality that I've had in my first freaking like almost 10 years of business. Like, oh, you got to do it all yourself, even though you're competing and you're working a job and you're commuting. And even though you just had a baby, like, I, I don't know why I thought that, but honestly, having a lot to do will kind of force you to having a lot to do and really wanting to get it all done will force you to learn how to delegate and get it done no matter who does it. Okay. And it's okay. And that's how everybody gets stuff done. Honestly, that's how businesses run. Like they don't run it by themselves. Like the CEO doesn't run the business by themselves. They have employees. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, we don't even think we see this stuff every single day in action and we don't even be thinking about it. You know what I mean? So think about it y'all. Get help, whether you got to hire a coach, a mentor, uh, join a program, learn from somebody else, whether you just got to ask your neighbor, whether you got to ask around in your community Facebook group, like whose cleaners do you use? What landscapers do you use? That's what your girl been doing. So, (laughs) and I always find that people are usually always willing to help, you know, whether you got to pay for it or whether you don't, people always want to help. And you're probably the same way. You probably always want to help somebody else. So it's like, why would someone not want to help you? You know what I mean? Also, I learned from when I lost all my clients at the same at the same damn time, you know, I learned to never 
get too high or too low. And I hear this a lot from really high level entrepreneurs, really like, you know, I want to say high level. I mean, people who are like really out there hitting those those huge numbers. You know what I mean? Um, and because I personally I feel like I'm I'm not there yet. I'm not going to consider myself like I mean, I'm stepping into that. But as far as high level doing on big numbers. Mm-mm. OK, maybe. OK, I'm married to someone who's doing that, but it's not me right now. You know what I mean? So I, I just. I always have to like separate that because I do want to establish my own success. Okay. I do. So yeah, I learned never get too high and never get too low because things can change fast. Right. And you still have to stay the course. Like I said earlier, I have to work whether I'm getting paid or not. I'm putting work in whether I'm getting paid for it or not. Okay. So that's just something that this is just the life that I chose, you know, quitting my job and whatnot. I knew what came with it. Now, it's not always easy to understand, but it's still, it's it's what it is. So yeah, because I'm not going to lie, when I was pretty much at my gross pay monthly on a consistent basis that I was making at my job, and I was making that on my own in my business, y'all, I was feeling myself. I really was. I was like, yes, you are finally doing it, girl. Like, congratulations. You good. Pat myself on the back. And as soon as I spoke those words. As soon as I said, you know what, I'm pretty much, I'm right where I was when I quit my job gross. It was like, it all, the, the, the towel got ripped out from under me. And it was just like, God was like, listen, girl, change up this business model because this ain't it. And I surely was like, no problem, because I do not want to have it to where I'm relying on people, you know, clients recurring. And it seems like everything's good. The, the contracts coming in, the money's coming in and stuff like that. But it's like, I don't want to be relying on that, like to get paid. I just don't, that, that right there was not a good feeling. And I have to realize like, also that just wasn't the type of business. I didn't really want to create an agency, but I, that's what I was doing. I was like kind of falling into it, like pretty much like leaving my job and creating another job for myself. That's not what I wanted to do. I want to run a business, want to be a CEO. Okay. So it was, it was a necessary shift, but it was also a, a reminder to, Never get too high, never get too low. Okay, because I still had to keep going. I still had to keep working, even though it was super discouraging. It was just like, damn, overnight. Like, it's, it felt like overnight. Like, all that, you know, that those, those clients, that money was gone. And what you going to do about it? You going to cry? No, you got to keep working. Is you going to get paid if you don't work? No. Is you? Look at me. See, you got, y'all got got me cussing on this, this podcast now. Um, yeah, speaking of which but also showed me that I still need to work on my money mindset. I have a lot of work to do with my money mindset. And it's interesting because we, as a, you know, in my marriage, like we're, you know, we're good. We're good. We're, we're, we're comfortable. We're doing well. You know, I don't want to talk about those numbers so much. Like, but like we've done, we've done damn near $2 million in sales. Um, you know, with my husband's business and, I'm, I'm like the integrator of his business. I set up new systems. I do all that. Right. And I create presentations for him. Like I'm speaking in his, like I do, I do a lot in his business. Right. But I still, it doesn't matter. Like my money mindset, it just, it ha it, it definitely, it definitely has to improve because for some reason, when it comes to me accepting money, like on my own, I have, I still find that I have issues with pricing, Sometimes, or I still have to, like, like the, it's just, 
How like it's I do. I still I still have to work on it. I still have to learn how to save more, you know, because even after um those clients left me, right? This is why this is also another wake up call. It was just like, wow, I don't have the money coming in and I was so comfortable that I was spending it. And I had runway for like a good month and a half, but that's nothing. Like a month and a half, like on my own in my own business, like what is that, you know? So it just mm mm. I'm going to be working on that for sure in the the months to come. Like I've already done, I've already went through all of my accounts, um, cut out unnecessary subscriptions. I've cut out things that I wasn't using, services that I really don't need. Um, Example, even the other day, like I wanted to, this is just an example with my hair. You can see my hair um, in my, uh, in the YouTube video. But like I wanted, you know, I wanted, um, I wanted smaller parts and they cost more money. So I was like, mm, I'm good. Do medium. You know, that's just one example of me saving money. Like I'm like a lot more mindful of saving more money. I am um, doing my best to control, you know, to just really, really be a good steward of my funds and the household funds. You know what I mean? And not even just of money, but also of my house. Like there are certain spaces that we're not even utilizing that much. You know, there's stuff that I said I was going to do in the house when we first moved in that I haven't done it yet. Like I haven't finished this room that I'm in, you know, and I haven't finished that room yet. There's things that we, that I can do. And just about, I need to, it's just about doing more with what you have, you know, like that's the name of the game, especially when you're starting a new business, but also just in life in general. It's like, how are you going to get more if you aren't already appreciative of what you already have? You know what I mean? And I find that I often slip into that, mindset that it's like oh I need more or I need something else or I need another skill or I need more money to do this or something and it's like no girl you can do this on your own you know you have everything that you need to succeed but I find that when it comes to money I can be a lot better and I want to be a much better steward of my finances and I'm definitely going to go back and reread profit first because we're reading that book the one to meet up and I ain't finished it and I needed to finish that book. So I'm going to go back and read that book because maybe that'll help me to just like organize the finances better in my head. You know, that. so basically that I've got to work on my money mindset because I'm too old for this. I am too old. I'm too old for this. OK, to, to not be a, to be afraid to say my price. OK, my, not my price for myself, but like for my services. OK, like for my, my coaching programs and things like that. OK, so <laughs> it didn't even come out right. So anyways. That's something else that I learned. Um, definitely. Oh my gosh. Creating community is so important. You know, I've, I've gone through a few communities this year, like just joining some leaving, like kind of finding my, my, my perfect community or people that I really want to like people that I really need want to rock with and that really relate to me and that I can relate to and that we can offer value to each other. And, you know, I find that like community is super important, especially when you're working from home, especially in these times, just just even having like people to lean on to be a shoulder to whether it's in business or just even like my mommy friend. Like it's like I have and it's okay, honestly, to like create um, to create your own community. Honestly, I found that I need to create my own community. So Money Make a Housewife community coming soon. Not sure what it's going to look like. It's got to makes sense like it has to I've got to be able to keep up with it so that's where I'm at but um definitely going to be putting together something where we can talk 
outside the podcast, you know, and have some FaceTime, maybe do some meetups in person or some meetups online. Mm -hmm. Something like that. It's going to come together because like it's one community is important in general, just in business, but two, it's also important just for your sanity, for your mental health, for your emotional health. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so important, especially as women, especially as, um, as moms, especially as wives, like those are literally all separate communities. You know what I mean? And even inside of those communities, it's like, okay, uh, who else is into business? Who else is into health and eating right? And, who else, you know, shares my interests and my beliefs and my values. Like that's important to have people like that in your life. And also of course to have people who don't, you don't have to think like your friends all the time, but you really don't. But it's also important to have people in your life who it's like, you've got your friends, you could talk about anything with, but then you've got the people that you can talk about, you know, business with, or you got people, people you, that you can talk about, um, I don't know, just uh, ideas about health, about any of your interests, about dancing. You know, it's like all different types of communities. And um, I just find it super important because we're not meant to do life alone. We're really not. We're not meant to be isolated, even working from home. And we have to remember that. It's like super duper, I say, I'm going to say it again, important. So also I've learned, let me just adjust my mic real quick. I've also learned, especially when it comes to my business, is what I kind of touched on earlier when it came to the fact that I was creating an, an, a YouTube ads agency and I, didn't, I really didn't want to create that. That wasn't what I really wanted to do at the time. And, you know, to, I just have learned I need to follow my peace and follow ease. So example, so it was like, it was like I made a decision I want to do a birthday sale, right? I want to do a birthday sale and offer, um, you know, a course or some kind of program, right? And I'm like, okay, what am, what am I going to do? What am I good at? What can I offer, right? What do I always talk about? YouTube, marketing events on YouTube, branding, things like that. I talk about most of that off this podcast. I feel like this podcast is like my my getaway. It's like me talking to the, the camera or talking talking to the mic and just letting it all out and venting and just sharing my actual behind the scenes like of of my journey like my real thoughts and stuff like that and it's just free I feel very free I feel very like I could just talk about anything on this podcast (sighs) anyway so it just feels good it feels easy even though it's not it's not easy you know what I mean like it's not easy to do this and to produce it and to get it up and stuff like that but and to be consistent, let's say that, but it's easy in the sense that like, it feels good when I do it. It feels good. It's, there's ease that come with this. There's a peace that comes with my podcast. I'm not feeling the pressure to like create a top 10 podcast. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just sharing my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, because I know somebody out there can relate to them and needs to hear this stuff. Okay. So follow my peace and my ease. It led me to this podcast. It, it led me to really creating those um my my new program or and my new programs and my courses and just having all these things come together that for a long time they weren't coming together in my business but like the course like the branding course just popped like it came out of my brain like the title okay the title took me some time because I was like what am I gonna title this thing I didn't want to call it YouTube because I talk about more than YouTube. I talk about like YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that. But like just the content flew, like flowed out of my brain. When I tell you I was getting my hair done and I was just cranking out the 
cranking out, cranking out more content, cranking out more content. Last week, every single day of the week, I was writing content, writing content, writing content, creating content, creating these, um, the slides and everything for the, um, for the course. And I was like, girl, like, okay, like, okay, you, you know some things. And it felt good. It felt authentic. It felt E, it felt easy, even though like it wasn't easy. You know what I'm saying? So follow the peace and the ease. Okay. So it just feels good. And that's why I'm able to even do my birthday sale because like now I know what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it. And it came to me in like two weeks. Mind you, it's the compilation of things that I've learned over the years, but it's like, it came to me just putting it all together in two weeks. Once I flushed some ideas out and and got some help from some of my friends, just like just like talking some ideas, <sighs> y'all, mm. y'all. This is why I also love social media because it really helps to create community outside of your you know just immediate space. Like, oh, just freaking love it. Anyway, so also learned I've learned that not every best practice is your best practice okay so you have to learn what works for you and a lot of times we learn this through trial and error and just through doing but we got to learn what works for us okay everything that works whatever works for the next person even if they are in your niche like it might not work for you maybe everybody's offering you know, their, their, their I don't know program or a free dollar e or a dollar ebook or whatever it's not for you. Maybe they're doing a five day challenge. I learned, I try to do a challenge. I try to do, I try to do a, a three day challenge back in, I think mm, June or May. I think it was June. It wasn't for me. It wasn't, I didn't even do the challenge. There was so much on the back end that I had to set up. It's like, listen, maybe that's a best practice for people who they have a larger team. They've got a little bit more capacity, but at the time I didn't have that capacity. You know what I mean? I was just, it was just not aligned with me. So I shut it down. And I also wasn't afraid to shut it down. I was like, listen, I refunded people. I was like, I'm sorry. I'll let you know. Like I gave them like a free, um, I gave them a free something like something free, like some kind of free. Oh, my YouTube ads masterclass. I gave that to them. I was like, listen, stay, you know, stay tapped in for, you know, what, um, what's coming in the future. But right now it's just not the best time. And that was it. It wasn't like the best feeling to do that, but it also felt a lot better than like going through and doing the actual whole entire challenge because it wasn't going to come out how I wanted it to. Right. It just wasn't going to be how I wanted it to come out, like how I envisioned. And I'm all for like doing it ugly, doing it messy. But like it just mm, I, it, it didn't feel good to to not be all in when I'm taking people's money. You know what I'm saying? They still would have got value, I'm sure. But it just it wasn't what I wanted to put my name on. So I didn't do it. Um, and even last month, July, I wanted to do a live stream on Instagram every single day of the week. And let me tell you, that wasn't for me either, because after a while, it just felt like it, it honestly was a lot more work than I anticipated. And, you know, I'm not about to not work, but there's a lot of other things that I need to do. And the I wrote out every live stream topic that I wanted to talk about, but the execution of it all, it just... It just wasn't, mm, it just wasn't there for me. Like it, it wasn't feeling authentic to me when I would get on live stream. Like one, I did conquer, I, con I, I conquered my fear of going live. Like that was my thing. I wanted to like not be afraid of going live, which I'm not afraid of going live no more, but 
what I truly believe in is creating content with intent, like creating intentional content that that feels like it, it has a purpose. And I found that I was just getting on live some days and I was squeezing it in to like my day and we were traveling and it just was like, this don't feel intentional, doesn't feel very purposeful. It just feels like I'm getting online. I'm just talking. And I'm like, I can do that on a podcast. Like I can, well, not really on a podcast. I feel like this is very intentional, but like I can do that. I can do that on my stories. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't feel, it didn't, it wasn't. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to say like to just quit things when it gets hard, but based on who I am and in the past, the things that I've done and that I've like stuck with when it wasn't aligned anymore and it just wasn't what I should be doing at that moment and just having that awareness to know like yo this isn't the time move on do something different you know what I mean that was what I that's what I'm going with that so yeah every best practice is not a best practice for you and that's okay um so also content is really king okay content is really really king especially in a recession I have learned that because at first, I feel like I wasn't really putting out too much content about what I do now, um, talking about branding and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. People were so confused, right? If you do not share content about what you do, sharing content with a purpose, no one else is going to know what you do. And nor will they care, okay? Like, no one's going to know what you do when you try. If you're trying to build a business, you need to build your brand, and creating content is going to help you to build your brand. Like, that's what it is. Like, your content right now, content is king. People need to know how to how to place you, how to separate you from other people or from the other person in your niche, whatever. You know what I mean? And even if you're just someone who you just want to create content about your family or you just want to talk about your family and 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 your your kids and things like that totally cool but still having a brand like the brand can be the gateway for you to other opportunities and other events like we ended up on a tv show right after savannah was born because i was putting out content on youtube i had no plans for that i was just sharing my journey you know what i mean i was sharing my journey my pregnancy journey and I had been on YouTube for years before that. But we were just reached out to and asked to do the TV show. And they used the content that I shot, actually, in the TV show. So it's very interesting. But content can lead to so many more opportunities that you will not even imagine, especially now in a recession. It's important. People want to learn new skills. They want to know what else they can do to make more money to better their life like they want to catch up on things that and catch up on maybe some learning some things that they've meant to learn years ago but they just never got around to doing it and now that they have a little bit more time on their hands they're spending a little bit less money they are on YouTube they are on Instagram more they are on TikTok more they are searching 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 just finding inspiration looking to be educated they're looking they're craving you know what i'm saying like they're craving more quality content and i only want to just say content but they're craving more quality content so it's important that you do that you be that one and also learning how to create you know better content and just honestly creating more content is going to help you to to be better at creating content it's going to help you to get better right and also it's going to help you to have more chances of being found by your ideal client by your ideal audience by you know ideal opportunities that could come to you you know what i mean it's so many different things so many doors that can open to you when you're creating content even if maybe you're on this this podcast listening and you're not even trying to create a business listen 
do you not want to create more opportunities for yourself and your loved ones potentially? Like, create that content. Don't just be out here reposting things. Like, share your real thoughts, you know. Share your journey, you know. Share things that you're doing in your day. Build that brand, you know what I mean? And you just don't know what can come of it. Because I honestly didn't start out trying to start a pot, like trying to um, build a business. I just was sharing my journey. That's literally how I started off on YouTube. What back in 2011 it was. And now I've done started the whole business, a couple businesses. You know what I mean? Done a bunch of cool things, a bunch of like, it's just things that I met people that I met my best friend, you know, like one of my best friends. It's just like, it's just like all these things, y'all. You I'm saying sheesh so I'm not gonna keep harping on it but create content okay be the thought leader okay content is free and it's free to consume it's free to create and it's free to consume okay hey okay the next one is that organization and time management make life easier I'm still getting better at it I'm still learning I'm still growing there's still things I need things I need to do but like organization in business and in life in this home just makes life so much easier and also like just decluttering whenever I can that makes life so much easier like decluttering as I go and then doing like a couple big cleans throughout the year it's like I just feel clearer like even every day like my husband like he'll be like oh you don't have to clean the kitchen whatever and I'm like no sir you don't understand it just makes me feel better mind you I still clean the kitchen every day after I cook but like I can't let it sit for too long because it just, it it eats. Even when I'm up here in the loft, I just feel the dishes in the sink in the kitchen and I just can't do it. Okay. And then also being organized and just having the planner, actually using the planner, which I was not doing for a few weeks, maybe a few months. I will admit, um, having that, listen, y'all just like little simple organization tricks, even going on YouTube and learning more organization tricks and tips and tricks and strategies from people who are like really good at it because it's not my strong suit. It isn't the first thing that I am good at. Okay. Or the second or third or fourth. That's just not who I am. I've done enough personality tests to know that by now, (laughs) but it doesn't mean that I can't improve my skills. So organization and time management, while they may be like, snooze words to me it just makes my life so much easier so I keep I make sure that I put an effort into that and also just um learning to prioritize what needs to be done right like what's the most urgent what's the thing that needs to be done the most urgently like you know what I mean at the moment like everything is not urgent okay back in my old job I used to be so annoyed because they would act like everything was like urgent and I'm like sir like no, that's not. No, this can get done this day. This can get done this day. This has to be done first in order to get that done. And that's what I have to remember myself in my business, because when I tell you that sometimes, especially as a creative, it feels like I have so many ideas. They're all in my head at the same time. And it's hitting me all at once that I have to like stop what I'm doing, write stuff down immediately. I'm going to forget. And I'm like, Oh, I can't forget because if I forget, these are like million dollar ideas. Oh my God, Jaleesa, you got to do this and you got to do this. You got to record this and you got to film this. But then it's like, Oh, I want to do that. Oh, I want to learn that. But when do I have time to learn that? Oh, I want to go get my nails done. But mm, when I got time to do that, you know, just all these different things. Right. And so just learning to prioritize. Okay, that's been helping me as well. And um, I can still get better at it as well. Like everything else, I can still get better at it. 
And also, I mentioned this earlier, but like failing, it's okay. Like I failed at my live stream challenge. I failed at starting my my YouTube channel challenge and having that. But it's okay. Like you can just try again. Failing, what I learned at this mastermind, um, I heard a really good acronym for this ma- for fail at this mastermind, and it was a uh, fail means your first attempt in learning. Okay, and maybe a show second and third, and it's okay. But like your first attempt in learning, it's okay. You're gonna fail. You're gonna learn, and especially also with running ads, this also helped me because it's like, listen, we're testing, we're learning what works better, what creatives work better, which keywords work better you know, for this particular audience, which audiences work better, you know, for, for your niche and what your goals are. So all these different things, there's so many things that we can tweak little things to tweak and change. And this, that I'm talking about like with ads, but this can go for your whole life too. Like there's so many different things you can tweak and change the next time around. And you, and when you're doing something the second time, you're not starting over. You're literally starting over with new information. You're not starting over from scratch is what I want to say. You're starting over with new information, with new and improved information. It's like Jaleesa 2.0, you know, Jaleesa 3.0, Jaleesa 3.4 or 3.B, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So keep that in mind. Failing is your first attempt at learning. And like successful people are, they're not afraid of failing. Or they even they even try to fail. Like they even do things bigger so that they can fail and learn big. So they fail big, but they learn big. You know, there's this thing that we have on um, with like uh being a you know marketing and and learn and doing ads. It's like okay, have a testing budget. Like have a budget where it's like you are willing to use that budget to learn, to fail, to gather data. Because even if Google, like say in in my instance Google right or maybe you're running Facebook ads whatever like say that you're not getting the right conversions or you're you know you're not having any ROI you're still learning what doesn't work you know what I mean so it's like you're not learning you're not starting over from scratch so keep that in mind and I wanted to also leave you on this with this Amazon failure story that I that I read about was like Jeff Bezos said um I guess they were trying to go to Mars or maybe they still are I don't know but this was like from a 2019 conference so Jeff Bezos said he told his employees like listen we need big failures if we're going to move be moving the needle billion dollar scale failures and if we're not we're not swinging hard enough so honestly if you ain't failing you ain't trying hard enough okay I shouldn't say try. If you're not failing, you are not pushing hard enough. You're not, you're not, you're not thinking big enough, right? And like they say, like, if your dreams don't scare you, if your dreams don't scare you, then you're not thinking, you're not dreaming big enough, you know? And it's kind of the same, the same thing along the lines of this right here. So it's like, listen, if we aren't failing, are you really even trying? Because you kind of got to fail to learn when our kids are first learning a new skill. They're learning how to walk. They're learning how to say certain words. They don't just stop at the first, second, third, or fourth try. They keep going. They keep pushing. They keep learning. And eventually they get it, okay? But they aren't afraid to fail, okay? They are not, and neither should we be. So we got to keep that in mind. Failing means just means first attempt in learning. Okay. It's okay to keep going. It's okay to keep trying. And just know that with every attempt, you're getting closer and closer to your end goal. Don't be like that story. It's a true story, but I don't know the exact people who were in it, but don't be like that story of that person who didn't, who stopped right at the gold, who stopped mining for gold 
right when they were about six feet from the actual gold mine or whatever it's called. Don't don't be that person. Keep going because you're almost there. You're most likely already there. You're closer than you think you are, okay? And I have to remind myself of that every day too. So hope you enjoyed this show. This was a longer one because I wanted to get everything out from all the things that I learned in my first year of business. I'm going to have so much more to share with you moving forward, but thank you for being here with me. Continue to share, rate, review. I love your reviews. They mean so much to me. I don't even really ask for them and you still do them. So I'll ask right now, rate and review. Okay. Yeah. Rate and review the show. It will help the show to grow and get to more money-making mamas, more money-making housewives, more future money-making housewives. And you know, just out here doing doing our good work so i'm gonna go it's time to celebrate my birthday week well actually after the presentation tonight it's time to celebrate my birthday weekend thank you for being here appreciate you and yeah have a great uh i'll see y'all in the next episode